I don't know that either of you recognized that there was a present that was a box in the shape of an X that was then wrapped as an X. I saw that. I did which not see that. Made it that he was giving her a present of an Xbox. Oh. <laughs> uh, you uh, are really oh. funny, Paul. <laughs> Yikes. Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Paul. And I'm Abby, and welcome to Three to Beam Up. Uh, today we're going to be talking about episode 48. Uh, Elan of Troyes. Should the whole episode be costume corner? <laughs> or is it just going to be most of it? Because Let's I, start there. <laughs> I have many feelings about the costumes. Can we talk about each one in detail? I mean, I'm for it. Uh, I, have, I have both so much to say and also am speechless. Like, at the same time. At the same time. I don't know. I don't I don't know what to do with a lot of it. There's so much to cover. There's so much. I well, okay. Let's my, start can we start with the ambassador? Yeah, yeah. Sure. so my first note on the ambassador was like good costume, good yes. makeup. Yeah. It's true. Um, yes, and it's also true. and also, oh yeah, I remember this guy now. Um and then uh the bodyguards beam up. And whoa, 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 we're not done with him. Come on, let's go back. <laughs> but I'm just saying, they're kind of polar opposites here. Okay, so first of all, his his hair, guys. The that wig, was amazing the wig's hair. pretty great. Wig's pretty that great. blonde hair with like the gold stripes. I just it needs to be said how wonderful that is. Okay, we're all in agreement. Those shoulder pads and booties and his gloves of gold. Oh, oh, okay. And it proves the theory from earlier that if you have glitter, it means you're important. <laughs> and and powerful, as we it's shall true. see. All right. We have talked about one person and their amazing costume. Shall we go on? Let's continue. So then, <laughs> then Paul, then the guards beam up. Oh, and yeah. And then, then we like... meet the guards whose costumes <laughs> are made from placemats. True story. True story. <laughs> Which you can tell. I'm not making it up. It's I know. On memory alpha, they are made I'm... of placemats. <laughs> They're the kind of costume that if I made it, I'd probably be pretty proud of myself. I mean, yes. Um, Obviously, yes. I but... also really respect that their skirts are shorter than most of the women's. Like, let's <laughs> sure. be real. Do you think they had, like, like leotards on under there? They must they have, right? had to. There is no way to wear something <laughs> that short and not wear something underneath it because, I'm sorry, it just, it would get <laughs> awkward real fast on set. It would just get weird. So, because there is some fighting. He does some fighting with, he kills sure. a dude. Like, there's some stuff he has to do. I don't know how those, like, 
crazy epaulets like don't okay. attack it. Let's talk about the flame shaped sleeves. Yeah, yeah the flame <laughs> the, the flame sleeves are about the only thing I think I'd really be proud of. And um, they I do so cool. be like check out these sweet flame sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and they show them from like every angle. Like, every angle. You get to see them <laughs> all over the place. It's beautiful. And they but they also, are very much impractical. Oh, for sure. I have no idea. And that we'll get to <laughs> these are we'll dress uniforms, the, right? These well, are dress they commit uniforms. a lot of fights and murders for being dress uniforms. We'll get to the culture of this weird planet later because I have things to say. But we're still in costume corner, and we will be for the next hour. Anyway, so yeah, so and you know, again, there's glitter, so you know they're fancy you know and the powerful. powerful. Oh wait, wait, and they're in a rainbow, red, orange, yellow. That's true. Actually. Those yes. the guards are amazing. Actually true. Yep, and then and then Elan shows up in her like space <laughs> bikini and it's crazy i don't know really Purple, how it sparkles goes. yeah it's a great <laughs> color for her it's very complimentary uh the, I forget the what glitter the first one is honestly yeah. I'm it's just, it's i mean they bikini. do up from the shoes up paul i mean it okay is can we oh, stop yeah, yeah, yeah. okay that one that one right yeah. there because we need to talk about the male gaze panning from her freaking oh, ankles yeah. Oh, yeah. Then getting to her face, unacceptable, TOS. I mean, <laughs> not welcome good. to the 60s. But I am Ugh. glad we get to see that costume in great detail because of that. Because then That's we get true. to see That's the, the, one good thing. the glitter gladiator boots that go to her knees. And like the weird like space bikini that is not does not look <laughs> water friendly. So I don't really know what the point is. And and then we get up to the wig and the glitter. Oh no, the gloves, the gloves, girl. Oh yeah, there's the gloves. Well, she always has to wear the gloves because she always wears something sleeveless, but she has to have somewhere to put her knife. So at least they're practical, (laughs) you know. Yeah, she does have the knife in that one. Yeah. Yep. No, she has. She always has the knife. Always has the knife. But it's always like on her arm, which I don't know how that's convenient. But okay. Okay. (laughs) Can I? Can I? It's it's still gonna be a costume corner moment. I'm going to jump to, like, super end. She gives Kirk the knife at the end. It's the knife she stabbed a guy with, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And then sure. yeah, gives Kirk absolutely. as a present. She just has okay, the one knife. I just knife. wanted to toss that out there. She just has the awesome. one knife. It is a pretty <laughs> awesome present. And yeah, then, and her, that's a great prop, too. Yeah, it's like, great. I want you to remember me <laughs> and this murder weapon. Like, <laughs> he didn't die. It's fine. But attempted murder weapon. Back to her costume, that silver little triangle in her head, her makeup... That headband, that wig. Yeah. Comments? It's I I mean they were going for Cleopatra and they got there. So I guess good for them. Oh, I, and her black face. Is that black face or is that that spray tan again? Uh I am, I think it's the tan. I think it's the spray tan. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cause she I looked up the actress and she is French Vietnamese. So yeah. like yeah. I'm pretty sure it's But she's tan. pretty pale. Yeah. I'm pretty but, sure it's so, spray tan. Okay. All right. But so that, several layers of spray tan layer. Yeah, yeah. Layer. <laughs> I, I love that headband. I would kind of like that headband. It is very sparkly. Mm, I and I, I vote yes on the headband. And really, the wig looks pretty good. Like, honestly, I know what they were going for. I see it. I accept it. I don't know if I would have gone with that as well. But since they were going for Cleopatra, nailed it. All right. Good job. Um, Next costume. So, I think... Is this the silver boob holders? Yeah, this is like the leaves, the weird <laughs> leaves. 
in strategic places <laughs> that feel a little bit like Victorians covering up the Renaissance paintings and stuff. And that was they weird. Sure do. And they're like mesh in between it, but really like thin mesh. Yeah. Like I don't. Wait, wait, wait. Did anyone here like do ice skating or gymnastics or like dance? Dance. And you had these mesh costumes, yes. and they were like flesh colored, and, they and were then terrible. yeah, like ridiculously erotic mm. for children. Oh, like yeah. I have questions. We're a little uncomfortable. Um, it's exactly that. It's like a little ice skating dress with it those is. like silver boob holders. For sure. I don't know the construction of that one. I don't know how that worked or how she wasn't like taped into it. She had to have been taped in. Like there's no other way that that there's makes no sense. other way. It doesn't make sense any other way. The then choker we... on that, the sleeves. Oh, and can I just go stay on that for a minute and sure. talk about the underpants? Go wow. for it. Yeah, that was the part that, yeah, that was, I think Those the underpants. part of that costume. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it was quite. It's like Wonder Woman, kind of, with the underpants. I mean... Like, but, the underpants are part of the costume. But they didn't... Yeah, they weren't... I don't know. They didn't seem to fit that costume. They, they almost just looked yeah. like cheap athletic shorts. Right? Do you think they like, let, like, their costume interns make some of these? I don't... I think somebody mm -hmm. was real proud of this. All of it, really. <laughs> and then we have... Then we get to my favorite costume. I would actually wear oh, this yeah. one. The, the like, orangey, sparkly dress. Orange, with, like, sparkly kind of, Hulu skirt. Yeah. It is amazing, and I loved it. And I loved, like... we don't like, see it long. You wouldn't need a bra with that. It would be perfect. Mm -hmm. It would be a lovely... But she still has... It's the, timeless. Yeah, it's great. It's a little toga-y. Like, I can get behind that one. Backless, super awesome. I like that one. It's great. Then we get to the blue dress that I hate. Which it's, is the wedding dress. Yes, really? which is the wedding dress. I do not care for it. Yeah. The lines are fine on it. The, like, the, just the lines of the dress, fine with it, cool. Mm. The fabric is a nightmare. What is it? Yeah, the fabric what is it? has some weird It's terrible. Issues and then that, they yeah. have like the sewn on weird belt in different weird That's fabric. Scary. And I'm like, just <laughs> give her a real belt. Make it an accessory and it would be better than this. Plus with the weird dilithium crystal necklace that I just is hideous and I can't I, believe. Oh my god, I love that necklace. It's I want that. I would wear that every day. It's hideous. I had a dilithium crystal. But wait, can back to the um, the blue costume, the sure. wedding dress. Can we talk about how she goes to sick bay? This is all during a war, like oh, yeah. they're being attacked by the Klingons. She has right? several. She goes costumes. to sick bay in the orange. She's Kirk escorts her down there. Literally, not like two minutes later, and somehow she went to her room and changed. She's back up on the bridge in her wedding costume and the dilithium necklace. To like symbolically die with Kirk. Oh well, you have to have. Now. Well, obviously, <laughs> if you're gonna symbolically die, you obviously have to wear your wedding dress to that. Like you've made your choice. This is what you're doing. You have to dress for that. Like that is that is. I respect it. I think that's the only choice she could have made when she's like, I have decided we're gonna die. I'm gonna go out well dressed, bitches. Like this is this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna put on all the good stuff. And you know what? I respect it. I, I would do the same. So my thought my thought on it was that she was using it as another of these pressures against Kirk, right? To be like, to, to kind of keep calling what she thought was a bluff of Kirk, that Kirk was going to take her to Troyes. Um, so she was walking that road of the bluff of saying, well, then I'm going to put on all this um, so that you can take me there and you can lose me, right? Um, so she was sort of, 
because she has control over him at that, that point. Be. Or she assumes she has control over him at that point. So she's saying, well, this is, well, fine, take me there. Um, and then you'll lose me, which is, which her, which is her game, right? <laughs> yeah. um, which happened. So he's, she's expecting him to say, oh, no, I can't bear it. Um, I'm not going to take you there. So can we, I don't know if we also mentioned this, but to confirm what both of you are saying, that sparkly blue dress is also tied together with side bows. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw yeah. it for like the one yeah. second on the side. Yeah. I So again, that's another one. I don't know how it stays. I think it, I think it like pulls over like a tunic and then the sides um, are like yeah, laced. Ties her in. I think they're laced. Those side bows look like... like snaps or something, right? Maybe. I don't know. I that would be very Abby. practical. I agree with Abby that there's just some construction issues. I think it's a good shape, but yeah. the fabric, I don't know. The fabric is a place. It's not sewn on mm-hmm. right. And yeah, I think they got over um, over ambitious on the fabric maybe. And then we're kind of locked into it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I yeah, I don't know. It's it's problematic. But yeah, orange dress wins for me overall. I wish she would have just worn that. Uh, but yeah, but this is one of the uh, one of the times where it's uh, the mo- tide of the most costume changes in Trek. So, hmm. yep. Wait, what was that one that we? Conscious, Ooh, it's Lenore and Conscious, Conscious of the King. And then we oh, have it. She and had more. Apparently, Khan has a million costume changes as well when we ever get to Space League. We haven't gotten so, there. Which we I can't done. wait for that. That's a great episode. Um, so, also, why was security wearing those weird black belts? And does that It's come new. Back? It, it comes back for all of the third season. It, it The security belts oh. are new for the third season. And I guess we just have, I, we haven't, we haven't, haven't seen, seen them yet. But yeah, yeah, but they are a third season addition to security. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, that has been 20 minutes of Costume Corner. I'm not sorry. (laughs) I'm not sorry. No, it's like... You're right. It has been. But I'm not not sorry. I won't apologize for it because there was a lot to talk about and I needed to get it out. So, uh, listeners, I really hope you enjoy my Costume Corner times because this this episode provided me with so much. (laughs) And, And now we can talk about other stuff, but I'm good now. So, if we're still in Costume Corner... I did just find a. Uh, so if you wanted that orange dress, yes, it went up for auction a few years ago. <gasps> Ooh, how much uh, would I have had to shell out for it? I'm I'm not I'm having a lot of trouble finding the final bid, but December first, twenty eighteen, um, it was auctioned. Um, the starting bid of five grand estimate oh. was was ten to fifteen grand. Oh, that's a little much. Um, I don't know. I can't find the final auction. Sad. It went up for auction. I I wish I had bought that in this auction. This is most unfair. <laughs> I no, But I bet some of the other stuff got auctioned too because Oh yeah, the body ar- the guard body armor. That one it was on Memory Alpha and that went for $800. Just the armor, like not not complete, just, you know. Yeah. $800 sounds about the right price for that. I mean, that seems a little <laughs> high, really, but uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Guys, did you see at the beginning of that where Bones talks about the woman's mystical powers that drive men wild? Spock and Kurt's expressions here are correct. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, yeah. <laughs> that whole, yeah, that, I, I still can't figure out if that was a necessary plot point where the tears have power. 
I, I think it was because Kirk has to once again show that he can throw off the Imperius curse, right? Oh, I guess that's true. He does. Yeah, he I don't does think he does, though. <laughs> right? I don't know. No, the Enterprise does it. His first one. Yeah. The Enterprise. Also, boy, I have a note from the very, very end of, like, you know, I'm really happy that, like, McCoy didn't step in and claim to have a cure for this. Like, I wrote that note. I was like, I think that's a great end to this episode. Oh, but then he's... And then McCoy's like, hey, guys, I think I found a cure. I'm like, no, you didn't. Just stop stop (laughs) doing that. It's a virus, Paul. Stop ruining this episode, McCoy. Like, oh. Guys, first of all, McCoy saved the day. Like, space magicking and pretending (laughs) you know Like, McCoy... I hope at the very least McCoy got He didn't even get to save the day. Okay. He better have gotten a peer-reviewed publication out of that. <laughs> but he didn't, because he didn't even say he had it. He said, I think I have something. Well, presumably like... he went into clinical trials, and then he got a publication later. <laughs> no, we all know that McCoy never actually publishes his findings. Yeah, he, was, he went back to sick, sick bay and drank and then like lost track of it. Yeah, and then Chapel, right? No, stop then, it, no, you guys. Then Chapel, who did all the work anyway, totally wrote the true. paper. <laughs> That's and then true. she got published. That's what happened. <laughs> this episode does have, I did make a note that, right, this has uh, Chekhov and Sulu and Scotty and Uhura and Chapel. Um, it's a pretty packed episode, um, cast-wise. Yeah, yeah. It's basically much, everyone, right? Pretty much everyone, yeah. Yeah, they're not all together at once, but yeah, they're all there doing stuff. Oh, here's another question about it, getting back to actually the episode. We've been bouncing <laughs> around a lot. So they they get there and Uhura has given up her chambers to 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 what's her face to Alon. Uh, Alon, why why do they not yes, have? Do they not have guest any... chambers? <laughs> where is where is the ambassador staying? Yeah, like, like who gave up the quarters? Presumably someone else gave up their room. I don't know, probably Bones because he's always shit upon. So <laughs> this is the offensiveness that I took from that is that like they thought that she would be more comfortable in like a feminine room. Or, like, an exotic room would be an even worse take on that. I just don't understand why Uhura had it's to not give up good. her room. They're, they're a flagship. They have no guest quarters. Yeah, yet. they're a We're... flagship. They're supposed to do diplomatic stuff all the time. All why do they, they not they have, have diplomatic quarters? quarters? I exactly. Don't exactly. They, they are shoveling people all over the place. Plus, they have extra quarters. Plus, poor Uhura. Like, when she actually gets her room back, like, it's going to be destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> they, have the quarters, they have the quarters of the red shirt that died last week, right? I guess so, yeah. She can go see Or the one that dies while. this week, you guys. Yeah, it's true. There's one that, that dies. That dude dies. Too. But I just, like, what? What? Why? Poor Uhura. Poor Uhura. I feel bad for her room. Like, I yeah, don't... I did have notes. <laughs> Lots of notes on this book. I think you're you're nailing it. All right, let's let's kind of turn to the culture. First of all, I liked the ambassador. The ambassador at first. Uh, at, at first. At first. But then, then he, he immediately he's like, "This he, is a Pygmalion situation." He's like, "Cool, he we'll pull in a Pygmalion." Yeah. <laughs> this is one hundred percent. But then he Pygmalion. gives up immediately. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I can't do this. Forget well, he has it. no resilience, which is a big flaw. He also has no resilience to being literally stabbed in the back. <laughs> which is... Okay, to be fair, if I were stabbed, I also might kind of well, give up on this okay. situation. Let's be fair that he takes Kirk's advice of like, you just have to go in there and like, be a jerk about things. And he does, and he gets stabbed in the back. And like, yeah, you know, <laughs> Kirk's advice was bad advice. Um, it was, but also he's a terrible ambassador. He is not good at his job. 
Like he no, got, he's a terrible ambassador. I mean, Kirk's the better ambassador, and he's uh, and he's also no, not good. Not, not good. Not. <laughs> I I would I say I think he's that. better than the other dude. I don't think so because Kirk just goes in there and is like treats her like a child. Like at least this other guy is trying to do it with some pretense or like diplomacy. Kirk is just like you're a stupid child and like <laughs> do what I say because I'm Kirk. Like, yeah, that yeah is it's very patriarchal. And, and all of your costumes are stupid and barbaric, and so are you. Yeah. And I'm going to slap you back when you slap Yeah. Me, which, okay, Yeah, I feel then. like that was the point where it was like, this episode is 100% off the rails. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I had I, that, that was the point I looked up and was like, who wrote this garbage? <laughs> and it turns out it was a garbage factory. It was a guy who produced some of the worst episodes of Trek. <laughs> like what? Uh, he was, he took over producing from Gene Kuhn in, uh, season two. Um, I don't have the full list, but Omega Glory was on his watch. He produced Ugh. that. He wrote a few. Um, yeah. So it's John Meredith Lucas, who, who wrote a lot of other things too. Um, he directed The Ultimate Computer, which is not necessarily bad. Alan of Troyes, uh, yeah, because he directed and wrote this, this one. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oh, yeah. Enterprise incident, which I I forget if that one's good or not. Um, yeah. But Journey to like Babel, okay. Omega Glory. So, but, yeah, Babel, he produced the same plot, by the way. Obsession, Gamesters of Triskelon, Immunity Syndrome, Piece of the Action, which is horrible. I know their name, Return to Tomorrow, Patterns of Force, which is awful, Ultimate Commuter, and then Omega Glory. Omega yeah. Glory, which well, it still seems but like he's kind of in and out. He has he produces a ton of these. So the the scripts he was picking were the these Omega Glory scripts where it's like, oh, we're going back to like um, old Earth, and this one's right. about the twenties, and this one's about the OK Corral, and this one's about the Nazis, and this one's about whatever Omega Glory was about. Um, so he definitely has a type of episode that he is about. Yeah, um, and I am not about it. Yes. Well, I mean, there's a lot. Are we going to turn to the feminist corner? Sure. Or do we want? To I think this whole episode people? should hopefully be the feminist corner. Um, I mean, well, and and comma the racism corner, the vicious savage sure. and undisciplined child comments at like the woman of color. Yeah. Yikes! Quite the choice. <laughs> like to start. Let's let's begin there. You already mentioned the slapping thing. Uh, him with like the holding down on the bed and asking her if she's yeah. going to behave. Yeah. Yikes! There's some big um, yikes. All of more. Oh, I know. I know. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Most of pretty much every scene with Kirk and Alan is a big yikes. It's just horrible. The the like okay, let's go to like the assault comments. (laughs) Like (laughs) this the whole like conversation about spanking. The yeah. Her yeah. I know. Oh, it's it's still going. Her using her tears (laughs) to poison him and then commit like. Such a loathsome bag. That's not great either. And then I was thinking that the implication is that they actually slept together. Yeah, when he definitely. Was like, what happened? Totally, obviously, was an accident. Be, yeah, that really does seem to be the takeaway. They totally did. So I'm did. just like, my God! Like every like bad thing that like could have happened did has did happened. Happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they assault each other both sexually and physically. There is verbal <laughs> abuse. Like it's it's all over the place. It checks, oh, the emotional abuse. Oh yeah, it checks every box, every single terrible, <laughs> terrible box. 
racist, sexist, yeah. and like um, exoticism. My it's, God, it's but so I, bad. When they're making out and phones and Spock. Oh, and oh it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. How? How Bones does Kirk? Expression, you guys. How does Kirk continue to command the Enterprise after that? I don't know. Well, because first off, okay, if they just walked in on that, the question would be like, "Oh, you're totally compromised." They take him into the hallway to, and McCoy's like, "Did you? Did she cry? Right? Yeah. Of like, and he's like, "Yes, she definitely infected me with a bio weapon," and they're like, "Oh." Cool. So that that's We're fine then. We're just gonna then. move on from this. We're just gonna pretend this never happened. He's lucky it was Bones and Spock because they're the two people on the Enterprise that are never gonna rat him out. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, well, you better get to the bridge and keep and, commanding the ship. Yeah, because that's you're oh not compromised. He's so emotionally it's compromised. Fine. It's ridiculous. Oh wait, I forgot a part. I'm sorry, guys. The her belonging to another man. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking oh. about her as property. Let's yep. also not forget to leave that out in front of. This me. is yep. again more questions I have about the culture that these aliens are coming from because it seems to be at least moderately matriarchal if she is so revered and they follow her orders pretty much to the letter and she expects everyone around her to do the same. But it can't be that matriarchal if this is the shit that happens. Like, well, because that's the that's the question. What's her plan beaming well, up? Well, and what's like, even happening to her? Because is she so mad and doing all this because she's being forced into this marriage she doesn't want? Because if so, sympathy there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> she makes she makes a lot of good points. Let's toss that out there. Most of the time, she is talking. She is making good points. <laughs> Um, she yeah, makes like, some bad I don't ones, want to and be she married. also does. She also does stab a dude, but <laughs> she did commit the attempted murder. Yeah. Um, but, but it seems like she, like her whole life's being taken from her. She's not yeah. only being forced to, into a marriage she doesn't want, but she's being forced into a whole different planet. Yeah, that's the the big question I had was what is her plan? Like, she must recognize that this needs to be done i guess but she's not um but that's that was my question from earlier like if she's the chosen person to be like all right you're on your planet <sighs> and your planet's like you know what we really don't want like nuclear destruction that seems like a bad plan and here's the <laughs> here's the way we've decided to avoid that is we're gonna have marriage alliances which okay that's a choice you'd think that somebody would have been like, you know what? Let's send the person who's not going to be super angry all the time about who's this. Who's not going to probably attempt to kill all the people yeah, when she gets there. Yeah, like who's actually going to be do a good job of winning hearts and minds so that this alliance actually works and isn't just yeah. a token marriage alliance. Which means it had to have been symbolic. So like a spacefaring civilization really like still has to do symbolic marriages to like cement their political alliances I mean, that seems really questionable i mean it's still done it's a thing yeah. i don't know but yeah but we're not exactly spacefaring yet i know but still like you can see how like that keeps being a thing because honestly you're you know, know blood relation things are things and they're supposed to be strong i don't whatever i thought I thought the missed opportunity here was actually with the Klingons, right? Because yes. the Why Klingons are, they are there? here, and they're not I, really okay, here for I any reason. That they're there. I thought, though, 
look, if you're two planets in a system like this, they're at war with each other. And, like, you're technically the Federation, but, like, the Klingons keep coming by and they're claiming you as territory too. And you know that, like, the Klingons and the Federation are always at the brink of war. Like, the real question is why one of these worlds doesn't try to make a deal with the Klingons to say, no, we're Klingon space and the Klingons are here. The, pro- the proxy war metaphor. Yeah, right? That's the Cold War proxy war metaphor. Like, because that's a much more compelling arc that like okay. this planet says that this whole solar system is klingon space and this planet says this whole system is federation space and now both of those come to like fight a proxy war essentially okay so that's what i thought was going on didn't Troyus secretly align with the klingons or was that not what happened because that wasn't clear I... so i thought that's what they were trying to do uh, well just wasn't one of clear. her guards yeah did right uh, i'm sorry not Troyus. what's her but planet? But it seems like... I don't know that they ever say. I forget. They, they do, um, but I forget it too. It's not But it's... It. She's not in on it, right? I don't think like, so. Th- no. That's a rogue well, th- I guard? I thought she was. I thought, I thought she, she was, was too, right? And she was... her. She teared Kirk. She she biological weaponed him to, to manipulate him. But then she becomes all meek and mild and seems to actually fall in love with him. So I'm like, so me too, Paul. I'm like, what was her plan? I thought it was to manipulate him well, to get them to the Klingons. To and she also them. has the she has the rationale for that guy that like, well, that guy loved me and he didn't want me to get married or whatever, right? And so that's why he did that thing. Which I thought was a lie. Yeah, but, it still could be subterfuge. Never, but she never, uh, yeah. So she it's never at, goes back, yeah. It's at best muddled. Oh, um. Yeah. So I and was, it I was, very was just they, I don't know. It could have been rewritten. It could have been stuff missing, or you know that they originally had an idea for this. Um, apparently, that was with a lot of these episodes. This guy was brought in to like rewrite a lot of these episodes that we think of as really bad. So it's unclear what yeah, got rewritten in this one, yeah. or, or if there were where like, it started. Like, or... I read through the deleted scenes because I thought there might be something that explained this, but instead it said they deleted like a multiple minute song of like Spock's like singing to yeah, her. Yeah, they said that, and I'm, I'm mad about it because there was a song. Uh, I'm mad about it too, but I'm like, like correct choice. <laughs> no, never. It is never a correct choice to cut a Spock song. That is never so, correct. I'm wondering, listeners, if you find this Spock song on the internet, if there is footage of this, please pass it our way. Because I would love to see this scene. And often these scenes you can kind of find, they're on like, you know, the bonus features of some video. But it's on like VHS and came out in the 80s. Um, But it's possible it's out there. I would love to see that. Um, Yeah, I don't. I do want to see that too, Abby. Boy, we haven't talked about Scotty at all yet, but he was also just... Being there. an idiot, more or less, the whole time. Um, he has no diplomatic training. <laughs> from the start, from the start, he's not. It's not even like I don't know. Sometimes Scotty get, and rightly so. Sometimes Scotty gets defensive about the ship, right? Yeah, because a lot but of times this... they're like, "Let's do this crazy thing," and he was like, "That will hurt the ship, and then we can't go places." Yeah. and they're but like, "We're gonna do the thing." He just jumps into it right away, oh, just swinging. He really um, does. You're so, correct. Sure. I guess that's about all the notes on Scotty. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's there. Well, and then, once again, though, he performs, like, some sort of engineering miracle with those, like, lopsided dilithium crystals. <laughs> Which, look like okay. they're, like, oranges. All right, the dilithium crystals. Here's the thing. Uh, 
how did they not know that there were titanium <laughs> crystals? Because the Klingons did. And supposedly the, the Federation has control of this area and yet they don't know if there's dilithium there. On this planet. Like, like apparently the planet, it's, it's so common that they're yeah, like Yeah, it's just the rocks, rocks that yeah, you find sitting like around. it's just rocks. Like it's just space. Ugh. You can have this stupid necklace. It's just rocks. <laughs> and how is this a spacefaring civilization that doesn't know about the dilithium? They don't, they don't say they have warp, right? So in that no. case, why are they talking to them? They're still on nuclear power. Mm. Uh, that's yeah. a whole other thing. Who knows? Like, <laughs> so they're violating the Prime Directive. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, Prime Directive in the is <laughs> tricky. Okay, in later series, they're definitely violating the Prime Directive. We can get to this question later in bingo. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, because all they're doing is shuttling them around, too. That's... Yeah, which so which seems to be impulse. within their power. Which seems to be in under their power, yeah. Why uh, are they going at impulse? Did anyone understand that? Because part of the plan? um because of the Pygmalion situation. Yeah, it was it was the Pygmalion oh. thing. It was the ambassador said go as slow as possible because I need as much time as possible to prepare this monster. <laughs> I have a bet with my friend. <laughs> I have a bet with my other English friend that I can't <laughs> Yeah. Pull off a Pygmalion by the time we get there. So let's and make I totally it slow. can. So because the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. Like <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Boy, going back to the very early when he brings her the presents, um, I don't know that either of you recognized that there was a present that was a box in the shape of an X that was then wrapped as an X. I saw which, that. I did which not see that. Made it that he was giving her a present of an Xbox. Oh, <laughs> uh, you are oh. really funny, Paul. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> that was a yikes. Yeah, you might need to edit that out. <laughs> I wonder if anybody at Microsoft in, you know, the late 90s was watching this episode and was like, we need a name for our new console. Hey, look wow. at that Xbox. <laughs> look at that yeah. Xbox. Ooh. You know, they just picked the letter. Like, X and the words pro. Those are the two things they add to, like, technology to make it seem more important. Right, like the blah 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 technology X Pro, and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, the next Nintendo Switch is gonna be the Nintendo Switch Pro. Pro X, yeah. Pro X Pro. Yeah. Or X or X Switch. Switch X. Oh my God. No, if if Nintendo uh, has any naming uh, continuity, they'll call it the Switch U. And then nobody will know it's a new console, and no one will buy it. So even though it's a good console, it'll fail. Um, they have done anyway. that. Um, yes, so they have. Do we ever hear about sensor ghosts again? Because that's a great term. I think they, I think it comes up a... in other series, at least. Like, because okay. and it's not, but I don't they... think they call it the same thing. But they no. have that, like, will it where they'll find like Romulan ships and Klingon yeah. ships that are close. They thought it was like nature. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that they they talk about at certain points that their sensor arrays have. Mm-hmm. known blind spots and places where like you could fall into those sort of yeah and those are known weaknesses so the idea would be that the Klingons are kind of hanging out there until they focus a sensor on it I don't know yeah. Yeah, I thought it worked Yeah. so I have another point um, when the ambassador is in sickbay and he says to Kirk if I recover it will be no thanks to you captain 
and it zooms like it like bones in the background goes <laughs> like that. I'm can I, I know you can't see me, but I'm just like nodding appreciatively. Can I just say Bones has has let people which with with much less severe injuries die. This one this is one of Bones' Hail Marys from injury. you know, way downfield. It's like this guy's laying on the floor for a while with a knife Seemingly sticking dead. out of his back, not moving. Um and McCoy's just like, yeah, he seems to be fine now. Like, people <laughs> die people die of such lesser injuries yeah, under his Kirk's watch. Yeah, Kirk's wife that... died of, like, freaking being hit by a rock. Or yeah. the red shirt in this episode that dies just get, like, like, slapped in the face and he's dead. Well, they said he had a broken neck. They say I know, but, neck, but, but did you actually watch what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, yeah. this just goes back to earlier episodes where the security detail of the Enterprise is not oh great God. at their jobs. Like, they're just no. not very good. <laughs> Well, no. more on that. Again, why aren't there more people in engineering? Because it runs yeah, itself. Know. It's third shift or something? Uh, I don't know. Scotty just kind of like pushes <laughs> some buttons. and, and It's not third shift. They're all on the bridge. It's <laughs> alpha shift. <laughs> reasons. Oh, I have a lot of questions, you guys, about this episode. That's because they they don't answer any questions. <laughs> like I just want some information about the cultural structure of these two planets. That's all I want. It really yeah, is. Yeah, I'd love that too. I really would. I just want to know how they work. I just just so, some structural stuff. Well, you got I nothing agree. about Troyes. No, right? you just have the ambassador, and he doesn't say yes. anything about his planet other than like. We're more civilized. Their culture's different. Yeah. yeah. And we're <laughs> We're green. the ones who speak with an accent. Yeah. We're the of green ones. We're the... <laughs> so, oh. I read in Memory Alpha that apparently the producer said that the, this episode was intended to appeal to women yeah. who are skeptical of science fiction. Yeah, about that. Right, with the quote, we tried to reach a segment of the audience that we couldn't otherwise reach, and we didn't succeed. No, because (laughs) it was written and directed by a dude. By men. That's why. (laughs) Thank you, Abby. It's because you didn't have a woman do a pass-through. Like, just get some DC fun. (laughs) Or be a test audience. Just, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, any woman would have watched this and been like, so we're meant to hate the only female character with a, like, any kind of part on this episode because or just ask her what's wrong and how you can help yeah right yeah like just talk it out to the woman. just talk it out man she's telling you exactly what's wrong like it's just <laughs> she's saying she's like i don't want to do this i don't want to go to that planet i don't want this marriage okay let's go from there figure out figure it out she's a great actor by the way and i love she has so many subtle yeah. things no she's like, really you know good this? She, like, spits at Kirk when he, like, turns oh, yeah. around and stuff. Like, it's great. She's it's great. Glorious. Like, the actor is wonderful. She does what she can with this garbage script. But, like, she can't save it. No, she terrible. can't. Like, because a dude wrote it. That's just, I, I just, that's where I'm at right now. A dude wrote yeah. this. And so, he did not consider the female gaze or or the female experience. Perspective. I'm pretty sure he doesn't think women are people. Like, pretty sure. Well, he says they're properties, so yeah. that checks sure. out. 
Yes. <laughs> Apparently, it was also meant to be a science fiction version of Taming of the Shrew and Anthony and Cleopatra. Yeah, which also um, what problematic. <laughs> which also, you know. What the honestly, yeah. I think I would have liked this episode better if it was Space Pygmalion. Like, honestly. I would like, yeah, I agree. I get some Bernard Shaw in there. It's fine. Like, that's no. great. Let's do that. Like, it works. I like my fair lady. It's fine. I just the way oh, I have so many They needed a female editor on this episode and it would have been so much yeah. better. I agree. Anyway. Guys, did you notice the food? Yes. They died so yeah. checking. They they kill her. she eats that green chicken yep. and she can barely keep it together. Which I don't <laughs> blame her. If some prop person had come and be like, We took some food coloring and put it on chicken, I would have been like, But why though? <laughs> do you see her she like she looks at it and yeah. she takes a bite and then she, she almost kind, loses it she kind of takes a bite i am not a hundred percent sure she doesn't pantomime it <laughs> that's true and then it's the, the, all the rest of the food is just the colored food cubes yeah. either large or small <laughs> i was pretty sure that like red thing was just like a roll that they just put a whole bunch of red food dye in like, that's what it looks yeah. like to me. Oh, that might have been it. Actually, that probably would have been more appetizing. Actually, I don't know. It oh. was all kind of terrible. None of it looked good. It wasn't a great choice. <laughs> I wonder if that food looked better on the small TVs. Probably. I mean, most things do. When you can't, when there's less definition, there's less to complain about. That's true. Oof. Oof. Oofta. Well, I'm out. Those are my, um, oh boy. <laughs> I mean, it has some great quotes, right? Courtesy is for everyone around here. My experience with prejudice, uh, the prejudices people feel about one another disappear when they get to know each other. Like, these are beautiful ideals, but they're, like, executed so poorly. So poorly. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, yeah. Oh, and Bone says, are you out of your bulk and mind? Yeah, he does. Which yeah. Is, <laughs> I do like my, that one. I, and he says it late at, at other points, too, and... That's one of the ones that made it through to J.J. Abrams, and I was always happy about that. Yeah. Can we move to Ship Corner for a quick second? (laughs) We never moved to Ship Um, Corner. Because they... They're fighting at impulse, and they say the Klingon ship is fighting at, like, warp seven. Are they implying that when they fight ships, they're usually doing it at warp? That's what I thought they implied, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. Well, right. it also doesn't make sense that they're at impulse, and the Klingon ship's at warp at seven. How are yeah. they there? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, also, impulse is, like, it's thousands, hundreds of thousands of miles per hour. So, like, I actually looked up impulse the other day. Check out what impulse is. So well, I mean, it's sublight, right? It's a fraction. sublight speed, and that, like, that's still like there are fast sublight yeah, it's speeds. Very fast. <laughs> it, it can be like, um, but yeah, the difference between like max impulse and warp seven uh, <laughs> is pretty, pretty big. a lot. It's a lot. I yeah. Don't so. Confirmed. I don't understand. Yeah, and I well, honestly, we also there is despite that. There is some good naval warfare here. Um, like, some of the... Th- and that's where Trek shines, right? In that, like, naval warfare of they're coming at another pass, and we're going to have this trap, like, when they pass us, or we're going to, like, turn to port. Um, so they do that well, despite the fact that this other ship is moving maybe thousands of times faster than them. <laughs> and is this the first time we see the Klingon bird of prey? Or have we seen it no, before? No, we've seen it before. Uh, we've almost certainly but seen it before. Did we see it out of order? 
Uh, no, because this is the third season, right? Yeah, this is yeah. season three. We've seen a bird of prey. Yeah, we've definitely seen it then. Definitely. Okay. Well, it looks great again. It does. Yeah, even I, I did look at some side by sides of the original. Even the original looks good. Looks good. The remaster yeah. looks great. Um, I still don't really know why the Klingons needed to be in this episode in the first place. But I'm glad they were, because bingo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like Klingons as much as the next person. I just don't really understand why they were there. I like this Klingon commander, by the way. He didn't get a lot to do, but he's just no. like, nope, like, you're going to start, like, we're doing it No terms. Land. No terms. I don't, also <laughs> no don't terms. know what their plan was, particularly. I think I mean, they were going to take him over, maybe. Or well, maybe. I know. Their did... plan was to blow up the ship, but I don't really know why, because what was... It's a victory for the Klingon Empire, right? Well, I guess yeah. so, but, like, the ambassadors were, th- like, I don't really understand what the plan was i think it's long-term. just i think it's the like i think it's the long-term map of the battlefield right that if the enterprise isn't on that map then the klingon forces are stronger sure um like it matters i think this is like... a this is a high council plan right this isn't okay. like a lone ship captain this is we have someone that's willing to to sabotage the enterprise and then we'll make this pass at them they'll go to warp and then their ship blows up and we get to say oh they had an accident right that's like a that's a high council sort of plan. I, it is a high council kind of plan. I just don't really know what the point of it is. Because <laughs> like if you you destroy Kirk, you destroy the Enterprise. You, I guess. Yeah. I guess they're so. always wanting to destroy Kirk and the Enterprise. I mean, sure. I mean, who doesn't most of the time? I just am confused. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to go back to <laughs> if well, I don't think I have anything else except going back to the point I already made that she gives Kirk. A murder, an attempted murder <laughs> weapon as a present, yeah. and says, "Remember me with this." <laughs> it's a, me. it's a great move. It's, it's pretty awesome. I would, and I really wish that, like in later a, episodes, Kirk had hung it on his wall or something. Oh yeah, or, for sure. Like yeah. for, in a shadow box, like just. Whenever you look at this knife, whenever you look at this knife, remember the time I stabbed that guy. <laughs> Oh my god. Now all I can see is Kirk's like row of shadow boxes. <laughs> You're welcome. No, all think about things. it, because he often gets these tokens, right? It could have been oh, like the, the movie ticket with Edith Keller, and it could have been like his wife's like like beads or something. Yeah. I don't know that headband you don't headband, like the elastic. <laughs> yeah, he could have had the, oh Reyna's like, I don't know. Lock of hair or choker or something like there could have been something yeah. from all of them. <laughs> I think I think he has a, a box somewhere where he has his memorabilia. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think so. He keeps. But I locked. really want it to be shadow boxes. Yeah. But no, it can't be because Spock makes him forget. Every That's time. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is season help? three, so yeah, he's right? dead. He already he died in uh, the deadly years. So <laughs> this is all a dream. <laughs> that's true too well and do you see how freaking smug spock looks when he tells bones that like kirk is married to his ship and like his crew and he's like yes like <laughs> <laughs> and bones is just like damn it <laughs> he doesn't need your stupid medicine bones it doesn't uh, even work <laughs> it, it probably works i still i maintain he got several publications from that no, and I maintain he forgot about it and Christine did it. <laughs> yeah, there's no evidence ever that he has published anything in his in life. In my canon mind, that is what happened. Chelsea's headcanon is full of bones apologies. Yeah, fair. 
I think he's retracted a lot of papers. Maybe that's he's the... had to. <laughs> yeah, because well, none of his freaking first class clinical trials. Let's be real. They're oh, like these boy. could cause massive problems, like you know, amnesia. <laughs> I'm I'm done. Anyone have anything else, or should we go to bingo? I mean, antagonists first, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I have... Is, I, who's the antagonist? That's my question. Is yeah, it, that's my question, too. Is it the Klingons? Is it Elan? <sighs> is this the ambassador? Is it Kirk? Uh, no one knows. Any of the above? All of the above? I don't know. Well, the Klingons kind of drive the plot forward, which is what you guys were arguing for last week. And they're the thing they're, like, fighting against. The plan is that she has to get taken to this other planet. And she is the main person fighting that plan, right? True. I mean, I'm not I'm not sold on it, but that's at least a spin on this. That's true, too. Um, and she's the one most interacting with Kirk. But she's almost killed by the Klingons. Well, well everyone's everybody. almost killed by the right. Klingons. They and we've already said, like, the Klingons don't need to be there. No, it's boring. Um, so I want to do Alon just because it's more interesting. She's yes, I agree with you. She's the more interesting antagonist. Let's do her. Yeah. So she's a person. Because we could remove the Klingons, and I don't think this episode changes. True right. story. It does not. You so get the. A, yeah, yeah. She's a regular human. Well, Although she has yes and no. Her tears oh. have powers. Yeah, she's Ooh, she's a humanoid, but like n- neither of these um, species are human. Yeah, she's um, up a little higher. I'd put her higher, but I wouldn't put her with like, I wouldn't put her with like Parman or anything. Yeah, like, she's not Parman. Yeah, but is she maybe like? So is she alien powers? I think is I would like, compare her to Kalos. That actually made sense to me. Ooh, yeah. I was gonna say. True. I mean, we have a bunch of stuff in there that is psycho psychotropics is another. Like the SETI three plants, yeah. so like the spores, you t- you breathe in the spores and then you um you have a a sort of reaction, right? Your brain chemistry has changed. Yeah, it's true. And that's kind of what's her. being sold here. Yeah, the idea of like we are. I, I could see her being in that grouping. Yeah. I don't know if she's high as Kalos. No, but... I don't know that she is. But, like, near the, like, space amoebas or the Omicron study three plants. I could see that, though. Yeah. Tribbles? I mean, we just talked about tribbles. Uh, I think she'd be more more than tribbles because while tribbles are, like, numbers and stuff, they can't control you. They just kind of overpower, outnumber you eventually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, above tribbles, below spores? Spores would knock her out, presumably, right? Yeah, I think spores would defeat her pretty easily. So yeah, above shrivels, but under spores. Spores are the best. Spores are my favorite. But, yeah, and she couldn't use her tears to defeat the spores. That's the important thing. I don't think they do. I think this. I think the spores would defeat her pretty handily because I don't think they yeah. can be affected. Because they're plants, they can't be affected by her tears. They don't have gender. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it would be interesting to put her down on Spore Planet and see what happens. Ooh, would her tears be, like, negated if if she had spores? Or would, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question of, like, we've talked about a lot of how everyone should just meet up on Spore Planet sometime. <laughs> 
and just hang out. That would have been a stuff. much that would have been a much better end of the series, right? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Final episode. Everybody meets up on Spore Planet. Or or they have a room on the Enterprise where they keep Spore Plants and you just go there when you're oh. not feeling great. And you just go to Oh, Sulu plants. took a yeah! cutting. Because he's a botanist. Because he's a hobby botanist. Oh boy, you guys. (laughs) This is getting, this is going far fast. Yeah, we've got to my headcanon where (laughs) things are awesome. Sulu kept some spores. (laughs) Hey, my headcanon is also pretty awesome. It's just like a world of peer reviewed publications. By bones. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, a giant threesome all the time. Sure. Well, that was actually pretty easy. That was pretty easy. I thought, it was gonna be a lot. I thought that was going to be contentious, and uh, we yeah, it wasn't. Like it super wasn't. Okay, Triple. nice work, guys. Bingo time. There's there's some clarifiers to do. Do you guys want to guess first, or do you want to do the clarifiers first? Let's guess, because uh, there actually were quite a few, and I was surprised. A red shirt dies. Kirk yep. makes out with someone. There's a recurring character. I bet Spock says fascinating. Wherever there's the Klingons. Klingons show up. Kirk, um, yeah. Does Kirk give a Kirk speech? Kind of. Um, what else is there? Oh, the visiting ambassador is a jerk. It's a jerk, yeah. yeah. Um, Bones does medicine. There's like a pirate. Mm. I don't know. what. Are, oh, Nurse Chapel shows up. Is um, Chekhov shows up. Chekhov shows, shows up. up. You, you, you guys do up. realize that just because the characters are there, they have to do their thing. It's not just that they're there. Oh, I thought uh, Nurse Chapel's was that she was there. Yeah, oh, I think there Chapel is, but but yeah. like the main like like Chekhov, Sulu, Uhura, like they I actually think have Sulu to do sets stuff. a course. They have to do something. You're right. <laughs> I think Sulu sets a course, or does Chekhov set the course? Someone sets a course. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna guess no, but I will say that I think there are quite a few. I mean, I will also say there's quite a few. I'll I'll, I'll say yes to be you know devil's advocate here, but okay. Well, um, there are some clarifiers. I'm going to get the worst one out of the way first because I hate it, but I have to ask. So they mention, Kirk mentions in a terrible way, ancient earth custom. And I hate it so much, but does it count? Wait, what does he say? When he talks about spanking her, it's an ancient earth custom. I think because he specifically references it, he says it's an ancient earth custom. We're... Say an ancient earth, earth history is the square, right? Ancient earth history reference is the square, but yeah, I, but history. because he Customs says ancient earth, history. I figured I had to bring it up, even though I hate it. I hate it. I hate it too, but since he, it's in the context of specifically ancient earth. No, but he, like, if he's if he was saying like uh, a long time ago, this is a thing we used to do back when we were barbarians or something. But he's saying this is a thing I'm going to do. Because it's current Earth history. That's not what he says, though. uh, But he is strongly implying. Yes. It'll be to administer an ancient Earth custom called a spanking, a form of punishment administered to spoiled brats. Yeah, he's making a threat, not a history lesson. Yeah, but he's still saying ancient Earth, which is literally the square. (laughs) Like, like, this isn't even arguable. No, not just saying ancient Earth is the square. History. I think history implies that you would could find it in a textbook i don't think yeah i think this would be in a textbook at this point i don't think they have corporal punishment in the 23rd century well i think that's kirk seems to, to think several they, times kirk uh, believes they do because <laughs> he's making a he, threat 
I yeah, but it's that's obviously for eroticism. <laughs> like like this is like very clearly right. Like not like it's it's sexual. It's not meant to be a, like a legitimate form of discipline. Abby, I don't know how that cannot be you. any clearer. <laughs> I, well, yeah, he did. I, I mean, he is not above physically beating her. He just he did like her. seconds he ago. Her. Like he's I, he's standing there saying, "I'm a person does, who." Oh, I'm not. Whoa, whoa! I'm not defending Kirk here. Yeah, but like, <laughs> if we're time out. <laughs> I'm so, not defending domestic abuse. I think in the context of that scene, he's using it as a threat. Like, and I'm saying he is using it as a threat, but I don't think it matters because it's still a threat. Of well, Abby, it's up to you. You're the tiebreaker. I I do think I have to go say no, but not really for either reason it's mostly because i kind of feel like this square is like they reference a specific historical yeah, event. abraham lincoln or something yeah like they yeah like a, a person or event rather than a cultural thing i think it's more like when rome fell blah 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 like it's that not kind like of thing. remember pizza yeah yeah Ex- yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like that. I, so I think strongly that, dissent yeah well you can strongly ahead. dissent all you want all right uh <laughs> the next one is uh her tears are space powers, right? Like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. total that's space powers. Yeah, yeah. Un- unquestionably, yeah. Powers. Okay, I. That's why I was bummed when so. McCoy like tried to fix it because it's like, no, this is space powers. You're not supposed to fix space powers. It's true. Like, um, okay, cool. Uh, the last one is the one we talked about a little bit earlier, and I said to save it for bingo. Prime directive. <laughs> I think the prime directive is super violated. If they're not a spacefaring citizen. I don't even know why the Federation has communicated with They are spacefaring, but what is the square? Uh, Prime Directive Prime Directive is violated. Ignored. Ignored. Well, hmm. I mean, it definitely is when, like, he's not supposed to smooch her. (laughs) They clearly are a spacefaring race, though. So it, it depends on how you treat the Prime Directive in TOS, but they're also, like, not giving them anything except a ride. Which, presumably, they should have been able to do themselves. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't. Well, that's why not, I think they're not It's not unheard of for the, for the Federation to provide diplomatic, like... Yeah. They're sort of stepping between. in. Yes. And... Yeah, but only with, like, warp-capable species. But they also don't even... They don't even do this at warp. Like, if the point was that they were... You, that this race didn't have warp travel, so they were going to come in and get them there faster... Like they didn't even do that. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't understand what is even happening. Uh, in this so, episode. I mean, the only way I could sort like of see this one are, would, must be like two seconds apart, right? If they're in the same system. Well, at you know, if, if they're both in the habitable zone around a star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it depends on how fast of impulse they say they're in the sublight same travel system. they have, but you know. It does take them days to... (laughs) She changes costumes four times. Yeah, it takes them days. (laughs) And just one of them is because of imminent death. (laughs) If you could sell me that they were doing anything that was Prime Directory... Boy, Prime Directive-y. Then it's ignored because they don't talk about it at all. But, I don't know, this one feels like a weak one for me. Because they don't do anything. They don't, like... Even they don't even shuttle them at warp. I think even contacting them is a violation of the prime directive. I don't even know. Yeah, and it's so it's like people interfering with a less developed civilization 
no matter how well-intentioned that interference may be. But you can't just say less developed civilization, because then That's you could say, well... That's a quote from Picard. That's from... not me saying it. It's from the episode Symbiosis. Okay. Uh, so in TOS, let's see, providing knowledge of other inhabited worlds in a society to people who are not using warp technology. Oh yeah, Symbiosis is a horrible episode. <laughs> That's second? No, it's so first in another episode in TOS. Actually, symbiosis. Technology or sciences. Boy, symbiosis is kind of what this. I, symbiosis is kind of just a, a rewrite of this episode, frankly. Um, well, that checks out. Uh, here's another one of part uh, taking actions to generally affect a society's development. Yeah, and I, again, it's it's. Oh, taking actions, which, oh no, I'm, they're actually trying to... There's like the this. prime directive that sometimes gets tossed around in these badly written episodes that is not, again, the prime directive is not great. It doesn't hold up well to good, well-written no, episodes anyway, <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's violated. Abby, I, 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 think, I, they I think we're tossing the, the tie back to you again. No, every no, I don't want to decide. I don't like it. I don't like it. Because I, I don't I don't really know that I, I think it is, and it makes me sad. Because I want it to be. But I, I don't think it is. Because I think they're at least spacefaring, and they've asked for help to, like... But it's... That's not they're Federation says. citizens. It says, citizens. to people who have not used... Who don't have warp technology. That's a quote from TOS, from Bread and Circuses, which we haven't oh, gotten Circuses is another episode, boy. So it's it doesn't matter if they're spacefaring. It's that they don't have warp technology. Yeah, but and they clearly been, don't. But the Federation yeah. has been asked to basically broker a peace and by these civilizations. So I kind of feel like... Yeah, yeah. I kind of agree with Paul. They're just giving them a ride. Like, it's just... I, I don't yeah. know. I see I see what Chelsea's saying, like... Yeah, Bread I know, I do, I do. And Bread and Circus uh, has happened in season two. Yeah. So I think we've established... if they're saying warped civilizations... It's from TLS. And they're providing knowledge of technologies and science. And they're affecting the mm, society. I don't think overall. they're doing that. I don't think they're doing that. But what the argument would be is that the prime directive is being ignored by the Federation by allowing these yeah. non space, non warp capable species to be Federation citizens. That would be the spin on it, right? Yeah. That, oh, that's what uh, I was arguing. That might not have been clear. Cause I don't think the enterprise is doing anything here. Paul, come to my side. <laughs> Paul, come uh. to me. Come on. You didn't give me the other one, even though I was totally right. I think, um, the place I was at initially was that from a meta standpoint, they should have at least had a throwaway line about the Prime Directive and then said, eh, I don't care. <laughs> and then I'd say, well, they didn't ignore the Prime Directive because they talked about it. But the fact that uh, this is third season. It's I'm third still, I'm, season. I'm still tossing it to Abby. No, no, Abby, I can't. She I refuses. Can't. I can't. I really can't. So, okay. So I say yes. Abby, what do you say? I don't want to. <laughs> she has knowledge. Well, then that, in, the, so, in, 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 the, in just the spirit of moving this on, then I have to capitulate to Chelsea and say, okay, fine. In a meta sense, they don't talk about the Prime Directive. Okay. All right. Yes! So Paul and Chelsea are agreeing. <laughs> at least two. I have no opinion. All right. So the Prime Directive is ignored. All right. We got it. All right. Great. Fantastic. Do you know what that means, guys? I, we did. 
I, I had a feeling that's why you were sort of it dragging was. your feet. I was dragging my feet because I knew, because I'm the yeah. one with the bingo sheet, I know that the only thing keeping us from bingo is the prime directive being ignored. So I'm kind of leaning toward agreeing with Chelsea because of I want bingo. Yeah, that was but that was also, very clear in the way you were hedging I, her. I thought it was too, but I wanted to win bingo so bad, and this is only, I believe, the second time we've it ever is. won. It is. The only, it's only the second time we've won bingo, but uh, it gives Put me Put it on the joy. list. Uh, I will. I will. Forget. Don't worry. I, I, of the two of us, which one of us is gonna put it on the list, Joss? It's you. You're gonna put it on the list. But yeah, this one. Uh, there actually, it took a lot of the episode before the cliches started happening. But once they started happening, man, they were they were happening. Um, the ones that got us bingo was a red shirt dies. There are space powers. Uh, we had our free space, and then uh, the prime directive being ignored and Klingons. Um, but there was also. <laughs> There was also Uhura saying hailing frequencies open. There is a captain's log. The bridge shakes. Kirk makes out with someone. Uh, And then there are a couple that aren't on the sheet. Uh, Chapel, dilithium crystals are an operative. Uh, There's a recurring actor. And the visiting ambassador was a jerk. So um, there were quite a few in this episode. And we did get bingo. Hey! (laughs) I just wish Bones had drank. I know. It would have been great. Because there was uh, even food and drink in this one. It would be lovely. Oh, wow. But yeah, so we did. We, we won, you guys. We won. Listeners, this is the best day of my life, and you are all <laughs> here to witness it. Aren't you excited? Congratulations to us all. <laughs> Congratulations to us. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, shall we find out what's going on next time? We absolutely shall. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Digging around. Oh no, I dropped one. All right, there we go. Eh, no, oh no. Oh, we are staying in season three, that which checks out. is always mildly problematic. Uh, we are going to episode twenty-one, the Cloud Minders. Kirk and Spock are caught up in a revolution on a planet where intellectuals and artists live on a utopian city in the sky while the rest of the population toils in mines on the barren surface below. Oh, I do remember this episode. The woman is a work of art. This trope gets used a lot in later stuff, yeah. It does. Uh, Yeah, so we will be hanging out in the third season some more where things get questionable and weird. But there's a lady who is a work of art, and Spock has game. It's great. Uh, so <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can follow us on your social media of choice, uh, and uh, email us if you want, info at, at b3beamup.com. And next time, we're going to be watching The Cloudminders. See ya.